Welcome to another Keel Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we're going to be talking more about the latest update with the Haunted Shores, as well as uh, a letter from Joe Neat that came in regarding private servers. All that and more in this week's episode of Keel Hall Podcast. All right, pirates, I hope you guys had a good week. Uh, I wanted to dive into this right away because, to be perfectly honest, this is the biggest news that we've had in a while outside of a content update, something that actually regards the game's future in general. And this is something that I think really touches on uh, something that that really kind of rubs, rubs people the wrong way when it comes to Sea of Thieves, because at its core, Sea of Thieves has always been a PvPvE uh, game. There's always been a pvp element to it and there's always been a pvp element of it it's it's always been a joined game and the goal of that is to drive engagement with other players and engagement with the world there's a reason for you to go out and do stuff and the stuff that you do either is going to be attacking other people or attacking other ai things in the game and you have your choice the best thing about this game is is that it is a horizontal progression so there's no power gains so really what you do is whatever makes you happy and no one can tell you that what you're doing is the wrong way to play because it's tools not rules you're given an option to do whatever you want and if you want to be passive you can be passive or if you just want to attack skeletons megalodons and what have you that's your prerogative and no one can tell you how to play the game because you paid for that game and with that being said it should be known that while you're playing that game you have to abide by the rules of the game and the few rules that we have are that it is a shared world and in that shared world everyone has the right to do what they want in the game because they're playing it their way and it may not always coincide with how you want to play the game so if you're a pvp person and you come across a crew that is pve and they do nothing but run well they're they're telling you that they don't want to engage in your way of playing and you're telling them that you don't want them to the to engage in the way that they're playing so you come at this crossroads where you end up either having to fight them or you run from them or you're chasing them uh, or you get to battle them and it's hard to know like whose whose desires get to win out in that uh, because generally it's the people that like to pvp that get to win out against the people that want to play pve because generally they don't want to fight other people they'd rather just fight other things so with all of that being said uh we found out that joe has uh come out and he's he's written a really nice article um to to the developer posts and i'll have a link to this if you want to dive into it i'll try to cover it as much as uh, verbatim as i can but for the most part what he said is, is that they're finally at the point where they feel comfortable trying to give the community private servers and he wants to make sure that he's very clear on the matter that this is designed for content creators this is designed for communities to be able to create events and new uh search circumstances like the race of legends or the sea of champions uh things like that where you can have uh these these moments to try and craft something that requires a lot of setup and the reason why they're doing this is because they want to try and facilitate the communities to grow they want to give us tools to be able to create interesting things like machinima. So if you're a creative person and there's a story that you have in Sea of Thieves that you've been wanting to tell, and the way that you've been wanting to tell it is through the game itself, uh, this is going to be how you do it. And it, it's hard to know what the extent of this is going to become in the end because we're right now we're right at the precipice of stepping over the line of being able to have access to this now as we know rare has helped certain communities who run events uh to gain access to private servers to be able to have them set up stuff so that it's easier for them to be able to uh create events uh quickly without having to try and get a server that is not a private server to themselves and if you're not familiar with how you would normally come across uh multiple ships on a on a server 
basically what you're asking people to do is get together and log in at the same time and hope that you all spawn in on a ship at different outposts on the same server. Uh, this is something that I do from time to time with a group of friends where we have five people. And I think I've mentioned this on the podcast in the in the past episodes, uh, not that it's too necessary for me to go into why, but we have five people. And that's one too many. And we hate neglecting one of our friends or sending someone solo on a different server. So what we'll try to do is we'll try to get uh, a few of us to set sail on a ship type that will compensate for the five of us and try and get on the same server. And once we get on a ship, we'll head into uh, we'll head over to the ship. We'll raise the Reaper's Mark and check them, check the, the map to see if there's a Reaper's Mark at such and such an outpost. And and if there is, then we'll drop it and raise it back again just to make sure it's the right one. But we've also taken to dropping down uh, the emissary for Athena's to see if any ships pop up and then take it off and repeat the process. And that's just because we want to sail together. As it stands, it's really hard to sail with more than just four people. And Rare has said in the past that they are looking to build an alliance lobby system for us so that say you do have multiple friends and you do want to jump into an actual server altogether then you can do that and the fun thing about that is is the times that we have actually managed to get a couple ships on a server uh, we're all pretty aggressive when it comes to pvp and most of the time we're generally messing with each other more than anything else in fact i would say 90 percent of the time we almost sink each other more than we sink other ships because we're good and we try to have some fun we're always messing with each other so there's definitely been a few times where we have accidentally sunk each other and lost loot and had to turn around and drop anchor and grab all the stuff that the other crew had and you know that's that's not always the best case scenario but we still like to play around and steal each other's loot and just and it doesn't really necessarily you know matter for us you know who we're fighting as long as we get an opportunity to have some fun shoot some cannons and steal some loot even it's even it's from each other and a lot of people may look at that and think that that's not the right way to play well, unfortunately, I have news for you. There is no right way to play. If you listened to me earlier, you already realized that that's my stance on this. So a lot of people are saying that private servers are going to ruin the game. And that's just not going to happen. Uh, a lot of people are saying that private servers are just PVE servers. That's not going to happen. Uh, a lot of people are saying that private servers are going to be the step that that it... <sighs> I don't even know if I want to get into that, but basically a lot of people are not happy that private servers are coming. And I just want to remind people that these are coming in to help try and facilitate fun, engaging events that are outside of the normal play for Sea of Thieves, like Race of Legends. In fact, Race of Legends is probably my favorite example of this because it is all down to uh, seamanship. You really have to be a good crew, a well-oiled machine to be able to handle some of the obstacles and goals that you have to achieve during the race of legends it's really fun to watch and it's really fun to see these crews manage these tasks as efficiently as possible and the the things that they do require a lot of time to set up when you have three or four crews on three or four ships all galleons and they all have to have a chest that they get off of a dock from an outpost or they all have to go into a tavern to drink a, a grog and then pick up a chest and then take it back or they all have to take a rowboat and row back it's a lot of stuff to try and get ready for four different ships um all at one time and still manage a schedule and in fact some of those events have even had to be canceled because they just couldn't find the ships on a server and have other people not mess with them long enough so rare is trying to help out with that rare is trying to facilitate these kind of events so that if you aren't necessarily someone who is creative, but you enjoy playing the games, that there are games to look forward to. 
And this is nothing new. This is not something that is uh, unfamiliar to the gaming community. There have been private servers for games for a very long time. And those games have even thrived because of that kind of a situation where people have private servers. So why would people want to have private servers if they, they can, or what is Rare doing, I should say, to ensure that the private servers are being used for their designed goals? So in this, uh, Joe wrote in the, the article and he wanted to say that the key things that they want people to be able to do are to set up a custom adventure server, to be able to customize uh, the ship numbers and types prior to starting, and gener generating a code to distribute to community members to allow them to join so that people can't just steal these. And... Here's the important part. No gold or reputation prog progression from the custom server sessions. So for those of you who are in adventure and think that people who will be uh, playing on private servers will be able to earn rewards, gold, and then transfer back over to adventure servers and diminish your hard-earned efforts, that won't be the case for this. And I would just like to point out that if you feel that way, I understand, but I don't necessarily agree with how you feel because this is a horizontal progression game. How you achieved achievements doesn't impact me because not only do I not know how you achieved those achievements, but I also achieved them my own way. And my way was special because it was with people I know and the adventures that we had to do those was very personal and nothing you do is going to affect that. So what I hope comes from private servers is eventually that people who want to play PVE servers will get what they want. People that want to play PVP servers will get what they want. And people that want to stay in the normal PVP, PVE settings will have that functionality and just be able to play the game normally. Because my biggest fear for this game is one day, five or ten years down the road, Rare will move on and stop development for the game. It's not unheard of uh, that this has happened and it's not something that I look forward to, but there has to become a time when they realize that this game is not able to cost m or bring in enough money to be able to give people uh, service without having to move to something different. Also, as time goes on, equipment's going to get better. The engine's going to get older. And if you've seen World of Warcraft, you understand that they're still working with a, a very changed engine from the engine that they originally started with. And we already know that this is running on a custom version of uh, Unreal Engine 4 and Unreal Engine 5 is going to become available next year. So we already know that their engine is going to be out of date for any of the new features that encompass things like ray tracing and stuff like that. They're already having to work on that as it is. So at a certain point, they're either going to have to reboot the game or sunset it. And the thing that's going to keep it alive for the community will be things like private servers, things where communities can pay to have their own custom server similar to Minecraft or uh, I think it's GTA has those as well to try and keep the community alive. If you remember the conversation that I had with Kat Truewalker uh, quite a while back towards the beginning of the year, she came from Pirates of the Caribbean online and she even stated that that community is still going, but they're going under a different name because they're operating on different servers. So things like that are tough. Uh, World of Warcraft for a long time was operating on custom servers that people were keeping private because they wanted to play a version of the vanilla classic that was true to the launch of the game back in 2005. And the trouble with that was it wasn't sanctioned by Blizzard. So Rare is already a step ahead. They're already looking at the idea of trying to create a profitable income source for communities who want to create their own content, uh, either machinima or the private lounges or uh, community events, things like that with these private servers. And I like the idea that they're taking the stance for now that it's no golden reputation progression because that will 
quell a lot of the voices that say that it's not fair and to the people that want to play on adventure with the standard uh, mode that they earn their rewards and their rewards aren't diminished because of people who are able to uh, access private servers but again it's just how you want to play the game keep it personal don't look at how other people do things the more you compare your achievements to other people's achievements i understand that that's going to come with a a, a double-edged sword like you're going to be happy when you realize that you've got stuff that other people don't but you're also going to be sad when people have things that you can't have anymore and that's unfortunate because some things just aren't coming back or at least we don't know that they're coming back and we don't know but if everyone had all of the cosmetics it wouldn't matter for me because I already know how I got my cosmetics and it was with friends and I enjoyed it and that's not going to change for me but without having to get too much into that the main thing that I wanted to get across was that these private servers are going to be something that comes with a cost and it's going to be very bare bones to begin with. So Joe says that uh, some of the questions they expect are, are some of the answers here. Uh, he says that the key purpose of custom servers is to allow creative players the opportunity to use our sandbox to create unique experiences for their communities. They will not, or they are not intended to be used as a PVE surfer, hence the removal of the ability to earn gold and rep. I would imagine that that extends to commendations and achievements as well. We are launching early and to a limited audience for multiple reasons. And he goes in to state that it's a very bare bones feature set and they want to learn with a limited audience who have already demonstrated drive and creativity in the community. So for the Keelhauled crew, uh, this may not be something that I have access to to begin with. Uh, for one, we don't fall within the Affiliate Alliance program and I'll get into that in a, in a bit here, but uh, it seems like the people that are affiliated uh, with with Rare for CSDs are the people that are going to have access to this first. And that's fine because they've already shown that they are committed to the game and they want to help improve the game. So they're going to do this and they're going to build it out before considering uh, how they will bring it to a wider audience. So they know how to approach this and make sure that they don't make any mistakes before they just open the floodgates. Uh, the custom servers cost money to run. So starting small and learning makes sense from a business perspective because this is going to cost development time and resources to the company outside of the normal dev team. And they're going to have to hire people for that. They're going to have to uh, require help from Microsoft to help manage that as well. So they want to make sure that uh, these don't impact the bottom line when it comes to trying to let or trying to ask Microsoft for them to be able to do this. Like they have to work it in to make sure that not only does the, the, the studio stay profitable, but it doesn't uh, conflict with what Microsoft's de desires are for how much this game brings in for the company. And then he says, with the above point in mind, it is likely that custom servers will eventually be an optional feature that players can access from the Pirate Emporium. We want to learn more about the desired feature set usage and cost before deciding exactly how, how to make this something for the wider community to access. And that makes sense. Essentially what they're saying is they want to make sure that before they give this to everyone, that the people who are using it currently or the people who are going to be using it the most really kind of give the feedback that Rare is looking for to make sure that everyone is compensated when it comes to purchasing this because it is something that they want to be able to sell. And if it doesn't have all the feature sets or uh, the, the use cases that people want, they're not going to buy it. So if they're going to do this, they want to make sure they can sell it. And it makes sense that they're going to start small and kind of work their way out from the alpha to a beta and then eventually a release. Uh, and I appreciate that they're putting this through the Pirate Emporium because it ensures that everyone has access to it when it goes live. 
Joe goes on to say that in the near term, we'll be continuing to expand our partner program and affiliate alliance, and we'll be keen to hear from people with proposals for new community events that could utilize this formative and growing tool set. And he says, please reach out to us via our affiliate program if you have a proposal or want to find out more. So this is one of those things where I'm kind of excited because uh, as many of you know, I am the sole creator of a podcast for Sea of Thieves. And as the, the, the only, I'm the default go-to when it comes to uh, Sea of Thieves content uh, this far into the game's development. Um, unfortunately, a lot of my podcasting brethren have moved on to different projects and I am kind of alone in a rowboat with the podcast, which kind of hurts because if I look at it from this aspect, I am kind of low on the totem pole as far as uh, my reach. I don't really bring in what streamers or YouTubers could bring in for market awareness for the game. And that's kind of a bummer because I really love podcasting. It's just something I really love to do. So knowing that my small community is something that is going to be brought into the partner program. Hopefully that's kind of my hope. I'm hoping that the expansion of the partner program will allow me to apply for that so that I can start gaining access to more information, more tools, more connections with the company so that I can bring something back to my community, to you guys, because I think that you deserve it. And it's, a shame that I don't feel comfortable uh, always streaming or trying to make YouTube content uh, and that my tool set is just being able to talk for long periods of time, which is kind of boring, I'm sure. But I want to be able to get into the partner program because I do want to represent the company. I do really think that Rare does something that not many other companies actually do. And it's important for me to support them because of how much they've given me over the last two and a half years with this game. And with the Affiliate Alliance program, I understand that uh, the Discord that I have is halfway there. We're, we're halfway there. We are somewhere in the neighborhood of four to 500 members and the community is great, but to be able to apply for an affiliate alliance, I have to have a thousand members and be operating for six months. Well, as many of you know, I've been I've been operating for well beyond that, but I just don't have the Discord numbers to be able to uh, apply for the Affiliate Alliance program, which is fine. I'm a one-man show. I have a really good set of friends that jump onto the podcast from time to time. So it's not too surprising that my reach in the Sea of Thieves community is not as big as, say, like a general Discord for all of Germany or all of France or all of uh, Brazil or Spain. And I understand that this is going to be something that I may not get access to as well. And if that happens, I totally understand. I'm just one podcast. <laughs> Unfortunately, I would love to have more friends out there talking about Sea of Thieves in a podcast sense because I I don't have very much Sea of Thieves content to listen to when I'm at work. I have to get that from uh I actually I don't have any any it's just me. So I don't really have a way to listen to Sea of Thieves content unless I go back to old rare uh videos. So the the point that I'm trying to make is with the partner program expanding in the future, I'm hoping that I'll gain access to private servers because what I want to do is I want to be able to have special events for my community. Uh, the Keel Hall community is a great set of people. I would love to be able to have times to to spin up a private server, have everyone get together and just hang out or do ship battles or attack fleets and try and learn or get better skilled or test each other and come up with uh, internal programs to see like who can win prizes and earn uh, cosmetics and stuff. Um, Actually, yeah, I'm going to take a break because the next thing I want to talk about actually deals with private servers and custom events because we had one this weekend and it was really awesome. The 
hosts at Robots Radio get a lot of questions from people who are interested in starting their own podcasts about how they can start, how they can grow their audiences, how they can create good content, even what microphone to use and what software to use, things like that. Well, we're changing things up at Robots Roundtable to talk and share about the things that we've learned, the things that work and the things that don't. We're sharing with you our actual real world experience. How can you launch a show like the Fallout Lorecast and get as many listeners as we did early on and rock it to the top of the charts on Apple Podcasts? How do you create a show in such a crowded marketplace as it is today, as opposed to 10 years ago? We're getting together every week to share our answers with you. Just look up The Podcast Professor, a robots roundtable with the hosts from Robots Radio. Myth is a podcast about the very soul of humanity. Join me each week as I explore stories from our history from our mythologies, about what it means to be human. I'm your host, Tom, and Myth is available on every podcatcher anywhere. And if you're familiar with any of my other work, then you might realize that Myth is like a lore cast, but for humans. Join me each week on Myth. All right, pirates, welcome back. And I just want to thank you guys again for listening. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, there's always ways that you can do that. Just make sure you reach out to me at C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com if you have a message, story, or thoughts on uh, this episode or any past episodes or future episodes. Uh, you can always reach me on Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N as well, or join the Keel Hall Discord as well. Uh, there's a lot of people in there. It's great. And if you want to partake of the next event for tales of legend uh you have to get into the discord because that's where a lot of that's going to go or the uh, or over on twitter as well too Uh, a lot of promotion on twitter for that and after the uh announcement that sea of thieves was going to be giving content creators uh private servers to test out and work on for the alpha they retweeted uh the race of legends tweet about the tale of legends uh and and this is this was really just crazy because um we didn't know that that was going to happen. We we got really surprised because really when Sea of Thieves, when they retweet something, it's usually to, to promote someone else or, or it's a, a fun thing with the community. It hasn't been too often that they've promoted uh, an outside event. So we had a lot of people show up to the tale of legends and it was or tales of legend and it was great because uh we had Creo there uh we had uh owl uh who's part of the race of legends crew and we had uh Neglatron as well too and we got to listen to three stories and those stories were then voted on by the community and we found out that owl or carry me Le- or carry my legend or me legend no what is she she wants to go by carry carry me owl i think now hold on i'm going to i shouldn't be doing this while i am uh carry the oh my god why can't i spell i'm so bad carry the legend owl just wants to go by owl i think but uh she is she's great she's actually doing a uh an art group on twitter so it's an art club and uh they have different themes i think week four is ghost ship so if you want to partake of that i would definitely recommend heading over to twitter or uh the race of legends discord and following carry the legend uh, or at carry the legend and uh checking out some of the different art that people have been doing to kind of do ghost ships this week i think the other week it was uh deadshot charlotte over on lone cove uh renditions of her and 
she was giving us a really good story about how she came across uh, a, a crew full of young pirates, very young pirates, who were very new to the seas. And she told a very, very loving story about how she tried to kind of guide them in, in this world and, and give them pointers and tips. And one of the things that she kept noticing uh, as, as, um, as she was kind of going on is someone on the crew happened to keep putting a um, not so pleasant image on the map. Uh, you, you may be familiar with this from other streamers who I'll leave nameless. Uh, but they, um, yeah, they kept doing this on this. And she would question, you know, like, who put this on there? And, you know, one of them would go off and snicker and they would say, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure who did that. That's that's really strange. And it's like, ha, 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 ha. Uh, you, think you, you think you got me, but I got your number instead. Uh, and Megalotron had a great story about how they uh, were going after the Megalodons back when Shrouded Spoils came out. And they had all the different megalodons and they were going and hunting them one by one not realizing that the shrouded ghost was obviously a very rare one they went chasing after a ship that had uh three athena's chests on it and they were really trying to get that at those athena chests and as they were trying to get the athena's chests negalatron had fallen off uh the the actual ship and unfortunately it wasn't until um pretty pretty late on that he realized that there was a megalodon in the water with him and it was actually the shrouded ghost and he said oh don't worry about it we'll come back we'll find it another day and they totally ignored a shrouded ghost and it was really 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 depressing um to hear that story and then of course uh there was a great tale by korea which i you know it's such a good story i'm gonna link the the vod to i'm copying it right now i'm gonna put it in the notes because the story itself was so well told by Creo that I would not do it justice to try and recount even just a fraction of what he talked about. It was such a fun story and I and I love the way that he actually presented it. He did such a good job with it. But it's one of those ones that you have to see him do it. So I would encourage you to, uh, when you get home, go into the uh, show notes for this episode and um, grab the grab the actual VOD, watch it, and then you know check it out. See, skip forward to. Let me see if I can actually find the the time frame for when he starts. Um, it is do, 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 do. no, it's around the. One hour mark, a little before one hour, um, he starts going, and it's great. I would recommend watching the entire episode because the episode itself is only an hour long, but it's one of those stories that I would I would say is better seen than told. Um, so, the Tales of Legend was such a great thing we had uh i want to say we had close to 90 people show up for for the event and uh congratulations to owl who won the obsidian capstan and they actually uh doug actually had a code that was available for the chat i didn't even know we were giving away one to chat i thought we were just giving one away to the the people that were actually in the the event but no there was an opportunity for people to submit tickets into the giveaway for the obsidian cap stand in chat so next time we have one of these if we're fortunate enough it would be great for you all to show up and try and win an obsidian capstan because uh doug is just an awesome dude he has been gifted these from rare rares given him a number of codes to use as ways to to drum up in excitement about the events that he does and on top of that he ended up having uh, the the curse the next curse of legends announcement. So if you're interested in checking out more of what Doug's content is, I would highly recommend um, checking out the uh, curse of legends, and that is going to be on I think it's June July 18th, July 18th or July 17th. Um, 
it's the 18th and they're going to be doing their next kind of curse of legends because they, they generally need to take some time off to get crews together to get the event ready to promote it and then do the actual event so curse of legends on june 18th and they're not the only event out there there's another event that's coming out uh on july 11th and that's going to be done from the on the map crew who do the the in-game uh uh talking kind of podcast thing as well too but they're doing their kings of fish season two grand finales uh that's actually going to be on july 11th at 6 p.m eastern standard time and that's going to be a tripled threat match with uh, some special guests and some more prizes there so make sure you're heading over to at the red dog crew on twitter to find out where you can go to actually uh, watch that event and sea of champions is doing another event they're they They've got uh, they put out a tweet that said a new era in the champions saga is upon us echoes of heroes past have shattered the veil which shrouded us from the truth register for the European galleon arena tournament have the opportunity to join the most valuable and influential voyage yet over at seachampions.com so those are three different communities right off the top of the bat that are working on uh, community events with with prizes to drive engagement to get people to, out there to see these things to have some fun to encourage others to have fun sailing and playing sea of thieves all in the next month and these are three groups that i would 100 say could benefit from using private servers to ensure that their events aren't disrupted by people who don't know what's going on and are just trying to play the game normally because for for these events it's not about who earns gold or reputation or commendations it's about having fun and that is the that is the essence of the private server system so i'm looking for to seeing what can be done with this i'm looking forward to when these uh, open up further so that people who have stories that want to create videos using sea of thieves in game i would i mean let's be honest i would love to have a full-fledged photo mode in the game but if i'm not going to get that then i would at least like to have a private server to try and get people on there so we can stage people and work out uh, emotes and crews and ships like that and sail around and do different events to tell a story and then edit it all together and put it out there for people to enjoy because i mean that's that's how a lot of the cinem cinematography or cinematics from i would say world of warcraft came into play uh before they really didn't have these kind of events and it wasn't until the community started to make them on their own that they started to hire people like Taryn Gregory to come into the studio to start making some of these videos uh, using in-game assets so that they could craft a narrative tell a story better and why not I mean Sea of Thieves is always already doing a great job with that with Tall Tales but why not take it a step further and make personal tales from the community uh, about different characters because i'm sure i'm sure most of you have your pirate and many of you play your pirate just for the sake of playing your pirate because the game is fun but a lot of you have stories and history behind your pirate and what they do and why they look the way they do and the choices that you made along the way and the experiences that you had so why not take those and share those with others? Heck, share those with the Tales of Legend because that's part of the reason why we created that event was to try and create a place where people could come in and tell a story and then see who had the better story. And it's not necessarily a thing about competition, but just being able to share your experience because not everyone has uh, an outlet. So we're trying to create an outlet for that. Uh, so I hope you'll join the next time. It was a blast to do it and I had, it was such a, a beautiful thing to watch uh, other people tell stories and stuff uh, and I think I have one of my own so let's get to that all right so it started today at probably around noon my time and this was just the start of my adventure now for Captain Balzania and many others this started at 
a much earlier time, like eight hours earlier. And what they did today was something that was exceptional. If you've noticed this episode, I've been talking a lot about getting people together to have special events. And this is no exception because this was an event that called for fun and adventure with very little regard for how much we actually made out of it. Because at the end of the day, none of us really did care how much we made out of it, except for one but I'll get to that. So the day started and I logged into a crew and was invited into a party chat of what I found out was 15 other people. And when I loaded in and I looked around, I noticed I was not surrounded by just my crewmates and our ship. We were at the shores of gold and so were three other galleons. And who was with me but a host of some of the finest people in the Sea of Thieves community. But what were we all doing there? Well, that's easy. It was Captain McDagger's McTimber's birthday. Today was her 29th birthday, and I cannot wish her a happier birthday than what Captain Balzania and others worked so tirelessly to do for her. Now, a lot of you may be wondering, because I wondered myself if they managed to get a private server to be able to do what they did. And the truth of the matter is, no, they didn't. They managed to get a crew of four ships or an armada, I guess at this point, a fleet of four galleons together on one normal server and sail all the way up to the shores of gold. And they went out and gathered medallion after medallion after medallion after medallion from the different uh, vaults on shores of gold. And they did this all in the shape of a dagger that they laid out on the ground and then made a trail from the beach up to a high point so that when you look down, you could see the dagger. And that was just part of the small thing that they did to try and make her birthday in Sea of Thieves special. And there were a lot of people on the cruise and the chat was hectic, but it was really great that all of us could be there to wish her a happy birthday, to sing her happy birthday, to have a conga line for her on her birthday. And then eventually we all got on our ships and sailed out from the shores of gold and Many of us had an interesting time because shortly after getting off of the shores of gold and back into the wilds, uh, or no, actually into the Devil's Roar, we were attacked by a shadow maw. Now, at this point, I was told that this was going to be a private server with 12 ships and a shrouded ghost. It didn't end up being that, and it took me a little longer to realize that than probably should have. But at the end of the day, I was kind of worried because if it was a private server, I didn't want to kill anything that was going to cause accommodation. I didn't want to upset the norm. So as we were sailing out, we got attacked by a shrouded or a, shrou a shadow maw. And I wasn't sure what was going on because everyone was firing at the shadow maw and they were all trying to kill it. And I kept thinking, this is going to be bad. This is not going to work out. And I realized that that was the case, but not because I thought everyone was going to kill the shadow maw and get credit on a private server. No, it turns out that this was the beast of all beasts. This was a beast that was unlike any other Megalodon I had ever seen. This Megalodon was willing to bite you after two tries uh, at, at swimming around you. Like it would go around you and if you and it was fast too, because granted there were four ships around it. It was really, really fast. So it would swim around and then it would chomp you and you would get back down to the bottom of the deck and you'd repair the four holes and about five seconds later later, it would chomp you again. And I could not believe just how mean this shadow maw was. We almost sank a few times just trying to kill this thing and stay above deck. Now we, we were trying to get together with some of the other crews, but because this was a celebration, because people were having fun, a lot of us weren't really taking it too seriously. Thinking four ships against one Megalodon wouldn't be too much to ask. And that was until Dagger's ship one of the ships that had been hit the hardest they were repairing and they ended up ramming into one of the random rocks out in the roar and they got stuck and the megalodon sailed or swam up to them and bit them so hard that their ship actually capsized 
Now, I'm not saying that it just rolled over because many people have seen flying ships and recount the days of them just bursting out of the water on their own. No, I'm talking about complete Pirates of the Caribbean up is down capsize. And as their ship was underwater, they were swimming up to try and figure out what they were going to do. And the rest of us all panicked because, well, it's their ship. It's Dagger's ship. And we don't want Daggers to be without a ship on her birthday. So we sail over there. And before you could say shrouded ghost, the ship had sunk and it was upside down and it just went straight to the bottom of the ocean and we all tried to go over to get the rest of their crew and before you know it the water was filled with sharks it was really bad it was scary so people are trying to harpoon the survivors of the ship onto their ships and people are trying to climb up onto rowboats to save themselves from getting chomped and the megalodon does not care it is now proceeding to start working on the other three ships in the area trying to sink one each individually and my crew was already one person down see my crew was working towards killing the megalodon but our, one of our crewmates was actually on the other ship and i totally understand because our crew is capable we probably could have handled it but something about this megalodon was not right Something about this Megalodon was different, and we couldn't quite place it. So we started to panic. We started to run low on cannonballs. We started to run low on planks. And before you know it, we're scrambling to sail to the nearest island to try and refit and try and stay above water. So we make it out to Kraken's Fall, and I don't know where that Megalodon went, but man... That was a beast to be reckoned with. And it took one of our ships, and it wasn't long before we all decided to refit, gather up our crews, get our ships back, and take three ships out to go do ghost ships. Well, <laughs> that was a mistake as well, because it wasn't long before we lost our ship in one of the worst places ever, Crooked Masts. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason I don't like that island, and I guarantee you it's because it's cursed. I guarantee you there's nothing good about that island. It has taken one of my ships. It has taken numerous crew members. It is a beast, and I don't like it. But that's a, that, that was beside the point because we were saved by Daggers, McTimbers, and their crew. We got aboard their ship and we finished off the rest of the ghost fleets that we were working on. And as we were working on others, it was just a matter of time before we had sunk enough of the ghost ships to get some treasure up. Because it was at that time we decided to finish up for the night. We'd been on the server for quite a while and it was midnight for uh, the, the UK and Daggers was now 29 and to send her off, we all got together at Daggertooth Outpost and Scruffy uh, Beard had two beautiful shanties. One to commemorate Dagger's uh, life in, in becoming 29 and looking forward to the future and her, her new relationship with uh, Chris uh, or Skinless Brute or, or, you know, you may know him as the great Mighty Pooh from Conker's Bad Fur Day. And after that, uh, we started to turn in what little bit of treasure we did actually get. And it was just enough merchant to get Vlad to pirate legend. And that was a great experience. It's, it's really, really amazing when there are 15 people congratulating you on hitting pirate legend and being able to all be in the tavern at the same time in party chat and watching him as he brightened up and lit up and, and talked to the mysterious stranger, got the shanty and played it to open up the staircase. And then we all went down into to the pirate legend tavern and had a grog and cheered for each other and congratulated uh, everyone on all the things that they had accomplished and just had a wonderful good time and it's a moment like that that i don't think i'll ever forget uh it, it was really exceptional and it was so much fun to be able to have so many different people from the community people that are streamers just friends crewmates family everyone that you can imagine uh, a wide breadth of of friends and stuff that, that were just on the ship it was great it was so much fun and i just want to wish uh daggers harriet happy birthday i i love knowing you uh i love knowing I've, i loved getting to know you over the last two and a half years and starting from twitter where you were just doing really awesome sea of thieves makeup uh in in uh appreciation and then 
getting to know the rest of the community and starting your streaming career and getting into the gaming industry now. And it, I couldn't be happier for you. It's so much fun. So congratulations. And for anyone out there that doesn't know you, you guys need to be checking up on her because she just had to mix over or move over to Twitch from Mixer. So she'll be in that normal group of other people who are streaming Sea of Thieves. So you'll probably see them on the weekends during the UK time. They're a, a great couple and awesome salt of the earth people. And I couldn't be happier for, for them as well as the rest of the community that, that came by to show up. Um, and shout out to, to again, to Captain Balzania, who really kind of helped try and helm this. Uh, it's, it's a crazy thing to try and organize an event like this. And he did a masterful job and I was really appreciative of that. And he will probably hear this episode in about a month and a half when he catches up. But when he does, I'll probably hear from him. And I just want to thank you guys for letting me take some time to thank my friends because I love you all. I, I think you guys are all great. The community is astounding. And if it's one thing I've noticed about all the stuff going on in the social areas right now in the social media and whatnot is that there's a lot of people coming out and kind of stating that there's there's been some some poison in the community and other communities and in the industry in general and it's one thing that i've noticed is i haven't seen much of that in the sea of thieves community it's been other communities that i've seen that with and i just want to thank you all for doing your best to be the best people you can be now i know a lot of you are going to disagree on how you want to play the game or and how the game should be played but i just want to remind you that we're in this all together. We're all equal and we're all welcome. And I hope that you guys take that to heart each time you get on a boat and sail out to get some treasure, whether you're taking it from someone else or you're taking it from someone from the past and skeletons and stuff. So uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Pirates, thank you so much for listening. It's um, a lesser bit of news this week. So I'm hoping that with uh, the coming weeks, I'll have someone that I can bring on there's someone that i'm looking forward to having come on to the podcast uh so if things work out then you'll hear from uh, a really awesome person and uh if not i'll be back for my normal self um just kind of talking about the sea of thieves community and seeing what kind of weird news we get in the coming week to let you guys know about and with that pirates thank you uh i i told you my socials earlier so hopefully you guys can jump on the show notes if you want to get a hold of me uh, if you have any questions or feedback and yeah that's gonna do it thank you uh i love you and i look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves Are you still here? Hey, I just wanted to let you guys know, I got to guest on the Cyberpunk Lorecast podcast this weekend. And if you're a fan of Cyberpunk, you got to go listen to this episode because, man, there's a lot of news. And I put a lot of work into uh, getting information about it. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes. So thanks. I'll see you guys later. Bye.